Attention, 21st century. Today's episode of 20th Century Popcast ruins the 23-year-old outcome of the will-they-or-won't-they-Ross-and-Rachel relationship of must-see TV's Friends. They will. Was <laughs> <laughs> that, that too quickly? Should I have waited? Well, I, I mean, this is some recording time. <laughs> uh, now we have to discuss. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, did you watch Friends? Did you watch the TV show Friends? Wait, no, I'm skipping ahead. Hey, hi, it's it's go. No, you go ahead. You do it. I don't think I have to say anything. I think it'll be fine. Why don't you keep going the route you're going? I'll just put some music in, and okay. every now and then I'll say. Well, I kind of think it's outdated. That's probably what I'll say. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 20th Century Pop. Oh, the, my uh, God. This is disastrous. What? This is pretty bad, isn't it? It's not pretty bad. It's disastrous. No, it's. I will keep it. No. And if you're, you will yeah, keep it. No, will. you do. I know you keep it. You always keep yeah, it. I like it when I sound good. Like, like <laughs> if the mistake's your mistake, I keep, I'll say I'll keep every fourth mistake that I made. I can't start a podcast to save my life. You've started two, not this one. Hey everyone ever, uh, and welcome to 20th Century Popcast is how you would do it. <laughs> That's what we say. <laughs> um, the show where we try to understand the present by living in the past. My name is Tim Blevins, and the other voice that opened the show very well, what's that voice's name? This is Bob Canning. It's Bob Canning. And, How are you, uh, well, Tim? I'm good. I'm I'm pretty good. I've gotten uh, I've gotten all serious now. So yeah, you really brought the room to a halt. First, you pushed the room off a cliff, and then you you pulled the room back. There's metaphors in there somewhere. It. We're we're all back together. We are. How what are happened? You? What happened to the tight starts we've been doing? I feel like the show up to the until this episode, <laughs> last couple episodes have been pretty, uh, pretty. What, what, what do we call it? What do we call it? Like they move. They get you to the topic. Oh yeah, you know, clockwork. It's just clockwork. In, like a clock. They move. Yeah, like no mistakes. Clock. Never no mistakes. Yeah, like if you're like, oh, what are they? Oh, this this is an episode where they're talking about the next Karate Kid with Hillary Swank. I want to hear that. And then if you tuned into the episode, within two sentences, we would be talking oh, yeah. about right away. The next karate kid with with uh with hillary swank right away here's the but thing the week... point the point you're making though tim is that right away i was talking about our topic the good friend point. spoiler yeah. absolutely first thing i said right today good way to way to spin it is that right turn it <laughs> yep. around sure. uh today we're doing a segment that we haven't done since prior to the teens i think back episode 12 maybe we have total recall we, we have a segment we've done in the past called effing spoilers where we uh we look at uh something from our past something that we watched that had an element like a big reveal or or, or a big twist in it that to know this as people I think did at the time kind of ruins the impact of the show. You know, I think examples being like the sixth sense or, or the crying game or, or Van Helsing as, as, as something you don't want to see. All of these are things that if you knew that ahead of time, it would have impacted your viewing of it. And today you're right. Today we're taking our second show, our show's second look at a, um, at a sitcom that meant a lot to us, to both of us. 
Uh, this month has been our 94 in the summer month or 94 in the shade month. It's been a theme where we talk about in a roundabout way the year 1994. 1994 saw the debut of the sitcom on NBC, of the sitcom called Friends. Yeah. And today we're going back to talk about that show again. <clears throat> we talked about season three a while back on a, on a Binge and Podcast episode. But today I want to talk a little bit about a spoiler for this show, the show's television show Friends. Um, a spoiler that kind of bends the temporal rules of our show a little bit. Friends aired from 1994 to 2004. And the particular spoiler we're talking about today actually hit the show in its final season, in its final episode of 2004. So I know that breaks the rules a little bit, but we'll focus on episodes in the 90s that I think are still impacted by knowing this little piece of information of how the series uh, ends. <clears throat> Yes, yes, we will do all those things. We'll do that, and we'll do the TV show, TV show that you probably know about called uh, Friends. And uh, what 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 is memorable about Friends? What what are we talking about today? As we talk well, about, well, the 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 main crux of Friends, I think, for a lot of people, uh, would be the Ross and Rachel relationship, which is established okay. right at the beginning in the pilot episode uh, mm-hmm. that Ross has always had a uh a love for rachel and rachel uh, you call it was, a love or would you call it a crush that he well, had I, I you know i guess you could call it a crush but the show i think establishes that it was bigger than that it was stronger mm-hmm. than that um it wasn't just a crush I guess it was a crush at the beginning, but as they got to know each other again or re- get reacquainted as, as she moved into the circle, um, it became quickly that crush was rekindled. But then also as he got to know her and they actually became friends, um, it was a, a deep love, I think. Which is realistic. Some of that's realistic anyways. I mean, when I think about, yeah, people from high school, when you touch base with them again, I think a lot of times you can sort of swoop in and you become friends once you untether yourself from your past like i think in the in the context of the show rachel was monica's best friend growing up ross i think is a year or two older i think it's established that he's two years older but i could be wrong on that so i think when they were in high school i guess he did have this crush but their paths didn't cross in such a way where they were friends and i think in the pilot episode we're introduced rachel is coming to their group having not been part of their group and, you know, the group consisting of Joey, Chandler, Monica, and, and, and Ross, and Phoebe. And she kind of comes into it, and then her and Ross kind of rekindle a little bit of a friendship. And actually, in that very first episode, which is where we, we learn about Ross's crush on Rachel, he does actually act on it a little bit. He asks her out, doesn't he, in that episode? Uh, I, th- I think it was really early that. on. It was If it wasn't that episode, it was the next episode. But like it, yeah, that it episode he really asked, er- would it be okay if I asked you out sometime, he says. Yeah, yeah. And she says yes, and he says, yeah, well, maybe I will. And mm-hmm. then he doesn't for a long time. But it sets up kind of a structure. And and it's interesting because I think it's, a, you know, Friends is an, an ensemble. Look, I, we should get right to, to the spoiler too. But, but um, <clears throat> Friends is an ensemble. There's six characters. We all know the characters. And, and, and ideally, they're all likable. They're all played by very likable actors and actresses, performers. So the show should be able to kind of weave its one, two, and three ABC plots, whatever you want to call it. ABC Mouse. That's, do you ever see those commercials? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see those a lot. Yeah. I have kids. How are you seeing the ABC Mouse commercials? Oh, they air them during kids programming. 
but um, the sitcoms have a, a pot, a, a plot. Currently, I'm smoking a pot of something. Uh, a plots, B plots, and C plots, meaning the, the the plots of the episodes. And so, with six characters, you would hope that those plot lines would interweave, but also exchange. Like sometimes you'd have a Phoebe episode, sometimes you have a Chandler and Joey episode or a Monica episode. So it's an ensemble. But the show is structured quickly out of the gate as being about will Ross and Rachel get together? There's tension, this anticipation, this excitement for will he tell her how he feels? Will she react well? And that's not something that's that's that new. That's an interesting and fun kind of uh, screwball <clears throat> comedy setup, sitcom setup. I mean, that, that's, a, that's an ongoing archetype. And I think yeah, the one that yeah. I always think of, even before Friends aired, is that in the 80s, um, there was a show called Cheers, and we had sort of this what people always talked about sam and diane the sam and diane dynamic you know sort of a loud and abrasive will they or won't they relationship where they flirt but they also fight they're together then they're apart and it was very engaging and and very powerful on the show because that show i don't know i feel like a lot of tv shows following cheers tried to mimic that you know moonlighting comes to mind um anything but love which is the, the show i love that i talk about a lot they did it and a lot of these shows kind of faltered when they tried to do it, when they tried to create this romantic tension, because I think an important key to like Sam and Diane on Cheers and something that maybe these shows weren't grasping was as characters, the character of Sam and the character of Diane could exist both with each other, but also without each other, which ultimately they did. Shelley Long left the show. So did her character. Sam remained the main character, and Cheers had never faltered. It's not like losing her. And she was the Diane Chambers character is an amazing television character. I, I mean, we should talk about Cheers sometime and actually get into that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm just bringing it up now because that is a show that I think informed Friends and informed a lot of different sitcoms how these things work. But in the case of Cheers, it wasn't the only key to that show. And on Friends. Here's the spoiler, I guess. We'll give that, and then we'll backtrack. In the very last episode of Friends, Ross and Rachel do get together. They do. Now, they've been together before, on again and off again. They have a child. They have a child together. Prior to getting together at the end of the episode, they have a child. So there's a lot that happens in that last season. And the reason I'm saying it as a spoiler, I guess, is as a series – you know, if you're to watch it from beginning to end, it ends with them together, which means that's kind of the story arc, the character arc. Um, right. I think during that season, yeah, they have a kid together, but they're not dating. Rachel gets a job offer overseas, I think, and she and is, wants to bring her daughter and go there. Ross refuses to go with her because he doesn't want to abandon his son in the States, but he's willing to abandon this daughter, I guess, who's going to England. <laughs> But uh, but he wants her to stay. But he hasn't told her he wants her to stay. She gets on a plane or she's about to get on a plane to go. He leaves some dramatic phone message asking her to stay. He thinks that he missed her. Then it turns out she shows up at the house and she stayed. The audience applauds and goes crazy. They kiss and they're together. Yes. And since it's the last episode, there's some finality to that. And that to me is a spoiler because what we were just talking about the show being this ensemble I think the first and the seasons we'll talk about are we can talk about anything within 1994 to 99. So the first five or six seasons of Friends, I feel, does a very believable job of sort of dealing with, you know, the friendship dynamic, the the push and pull of relationships and the reality that it 
Ross and Rachel didn't necessarily have to be together for it to work. I right. think. I mean, do you want to trace their relationship a little? Because they do actually end up <clears throat> becoming a couple kind of early on in the series run in the second season. Do you want to walk us through a little bit of how that worked? Yeah, and I'll do it with some spoilers <clears throat> Because for me, anyway, um, and I think it's really a lot different now, um, we can certainly talk about how we can avoid spoilers, but I think if you're interested in pop culture, you're on websites, you're listening to podcasts, you're watching TV that talks about pop culture and therefore, unfortunately, talks about who's been cast um, this upcoming season or this plot point or uh, here's a clip of what's coming up. Two days from now, um, I didn't see a lot of that. It might have been out there, but I didn't see a lot of that or read about it uh, in the 90s when I was watching Friends. So for me, every episode of Friends had some you know, unknown uh, advancement of the story. Um, mm-hmm. And we could talk about how through all of season one, Ross was pining for Rachel and Rachel didn't know until the end of that episode and that season. And I don't remember knowing that this was going to happen, but Rachel finds out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's even called the one where Rachel finds out, <laughs> which by the way, I didn't know what the names of the episodes were before seeing them. Um, so th- it wasn't spoiled for me. And that was a great episode. That's a fantastic episode. Those are great moments. The, the bit where Chandler lets it slip mm-hmm. as they're like exchanging gifts is by far one of the best uh, Chandler moments when she runs off and and he's like, no, no, Rachel, I'm in love with you. Deal with me first. It's just <laughs> it's fantastic. And it wasn't spoiled for me. I don't know if it was spoiled for you, but that no. moment wasn't wasn't spoiled for me. And part of that, I think, is I think a lot of what you're saying, not knowing what's coming up at back then, I don't think. I don't even think there was as much information online for the show. There's probably episode titles, which do give things away. But the way the show is structured and why I think it was important that it's an ensemble is, is the week before the finale. Because the episode you're talking about was the season finale. And by that point, Friends was a pretty big deal. The week before that, I think, was an hour-long episode. It's the one where Ross's son is born. And that was kind of a big deal. And yeah. I think when that one aired, I think I, it would have been... In, um, Right after our second year of college, so we would have been, I think, moving back to our parents' homes for the summer. So I think I thought because of the nature of, oh, the twins are born, I probably thought that was the finale. So oh, yeah. I, I don't even remember if I saw the actual finale that season. I probably had to catch it in oh. or something. Because you're right, it wasn't announced, so you weren't expecting it. So again, it's an ensemble show. You're watching these friends struggle. So for have this to have this plot point come up, was a surprise because it's not something they necessarily had to deal with every episode. And when they come back in the second season, yeah, Ross is with someone. He meets right. a girl or he, a girl he knew on some paleontology plot line. <laughs> and so we get part of a season where now Rachel's in the position of having yeah. a crush on, crush on Ross. And here's the thing with that. She has a crush on Ross because she heard he was in love with her. Correct? Right. Yeah, she it doesn't have those feelings prior. No, and it's a little it's a little contrived for sure. Well, um what you contri- think that- it's only contrived if the goal is ultimately they have to end up together. I think Right. 
her reaction, and this is why, again, as an ensemble show, not knowing what's happening, that's a very believable experience. I've had plenty of circle of friends where I'm suddenly attracted to one of them when I find something out. It passes, you know, it'll cross your mind. It's like, oh, they had a crush on me when? I wonder what that would have been like, or however yeah. it works. And it changes the dynamic a little, and, and, and you struggle with it for a bit, and then things eventually ebb and flow, and that circle of friends works again, or doesn't, and somebody drops out. But So that did make sense to me that she would feel that way. I get jealousy. I get when you see someone else who's happy, you're suddenly jealous of it. Yeah. And when she could have been the one making him happy, that would play into it. So it's not necessarily a sincere love or a sincere affection, but it's a fun thing to play with. And I think they did a lot with it at the start of the second season. Because, again, the roles were reversed. We had 20-whatever episodes of watching Russ, Ross, not Russ, Ross, uh, fumble <laughs> with... Uh, with the, this, these feelings you couldn't quite find. And now we had a version of Rachel doing that with what I think were probably slightly smaller feelings, but still feelings nonetheless. Right. But as the season progressed, what, what ultimately happened with their relationship in the second season of the show? Uh, what ultimately happened is um, they had... was There was an episode where Rachel uh, got drunk and left a message... And now Ross is hearing this message, and now the two of them at this moment finally have this awareness that each of them has a crush on the other. <laughs> and so Ross makes uh, a tough decision and breaks it off with Julie, uh, who is the <laughs> other person. Spoken as if Julie. Ross just remembered her name. <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm, I'm just picturing that scene. Um, man, I've seen a lot of this show. Often, I feel like you've probably have seen all of the show. I, I have. So um, he breaks it up with Julie and wants to give it a go with Rachel. And they, that's what happens. And so we have this moment. Yes, finally, they're together. But in making this decision, he had made a list of pros and cons. And Rachel <laughs> finds the con list for her and decides that this isn't worth it. And so now Ross is in this place where he almost had a chance to be with Rachel and now now not only does he not have Rachel he also doesn't have Julie and it's that's, I think uh, that's two separate episodes right because doesn't one episode end I with him I think it ends with them on a high note coffee shop and then the next one so you think oh it's happening and then it doesn't yeah yeah and the I, I remember like you're talking about not knowing what's going to happen in the show surprising you and I think there's another example of a surprise coming up in a moment I just I do remember the emotional week to week roller coaster is dumb but we'll say it of that because you didn't know because that you know like i think you know if you watch enough sitcoms you can figure out that the girl he was dating julie is a temporary character of course she's there to kind of volley between to make this romance build but the fact that we're only in the second season and then he breaks up with her and, and and approaches rachel that was a surprise was not expecting it it wasn't the main or the sole plot of the episode so you get mm-hmm. that moment, and I do remember seeing that and being kind of surprised and enjoying it. And then you tune in the next week, and it falls apart almost immediately. Yeah. And so that was also a surprise. It kept you uh, – because, again, it's kind of like, well, maybe that's not the focus of the show. People were nuts for Ross and Rachel back then. It's odd because I don't know anyone who finds Ross an endearing character anymore. Do no, you? We talked about this on the other episode about Friends, I think. You know, looking back, no, not really. You know, you, you see it f- he his his whiny tendencies sort of come out more as you look back on it but at the time um 
I related to him and I related to the storyline a hell of a lot. And I think we've talked about this before. I had uh, a girlfriend at the time, long distance relationship, an old uh, hometown girlfriend. So here I am in college. We're staying in touch. We're together during the summer, but apart during the school year. And there was a lot of jealousy and will they or won't they is just in my own life. And so it was I was totally relating to to Ross uh, in these moments Yes, now looking back, he seems to be the the weakest of all the, of those three male characters, um, personality wise. And uh, but but at that time, and especially like the first four or five seasons, um, I was totally engrossed in in this story. Uh, me too. And I think he, it's weird. He was a relatable character then, which I get why. But also Ross. So by association, David Schwimmer, the actor who plays Ross. <laughs> was considered this sex symbol. Do you remember? <laughs> People loved David Schwimmer, or they loved Ross. Again, by default, they loved David Schwimmer. I just remember like his first couple movie roles that he got while the show was on. You would see the commercials, and it's just like he had to carry himself as this sexual lead. I'm just like, that does not... Who is that for? Yeah. I feel like the entire cast, David Schwimmer was a character that I nobody speaks... Like, he's funny, like he can deliver lines funny. David Schwimmer yeah. is a good comic actor, but that character a, and that character—he's a good Ross. <laughs> he did play Ross, not a good Russ, but a not a great Russ. Ross. But I don't know. I, I, it's odd. Like I get Rachel as a character. I know a lot of people who still like Rachel, and while she's not the most interesting character, she has a definite story arc of of coming sure, in as, yeah, as a spoiled. Yeah rich girl and becoming you know really i remember having a friend who talked about how much she liked seeing her find her way you know getting the coffee shop job then getting this other job and having a kid like she definitely grew and should have grown out of the ross relationship i think but yeah the character right. ross to me i i don't again i get relating to him given the relationship setup because i think both of us were well, you were going through it and we also toyed with the idea of it because we were in college and that's what you do everything is dramatic Mm-hmm. But what an awful character, sort of, <laughs> this character for us. Ultimately, ultimately, well, unrelatable I guess. Yeah. if you're not desperate for someone. That's the thing. Like, what was relatable? Like, what was even endearing about Ross? He stalked Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> he was a stalker. There was yeah. a pretty creepy scene that's supposed to be romantic where she's closing up the coffee shop. I think they just had a fight. She goes to, I don't know if she goes to lock the door or pull up the shade. He's kind of just standing there, like leering, looking in all sad. And yeah. she jumps. I jump when I see it. But then she lets him in and I think they hug or whatever. And I'm just like, this is weird. He's unstable <laughs> and unhealthy. <laughs> all the characters were unhealthy to a degree. But yeah. it's odd that this relationship and, and maybe because we're supposed to think they are meant for each other. And that's what this idea of them getting together is. Because what happens next? They they, they, they they try to get together, they break up, and then as season two is they break continuing. Up, they, yeah, they have many episodes of season two where it's just storyline after storyline of, of non-Ross Rachel stuff. Yeah, which is great. Because, um, again, it's an yeah, ensemble show. And it you want to not know. You want to be able to follow people's stories, and you do. And then that brings us to another, uh, I think this is season two episode, uh, pretty famous Friends episode where we are shown an old videotape from when Monica and Rachel were getting ready to go to the prom. And this is another great episode, which 
is very ensemble based and it's knowing these characters like i think it's funny because you know who they are now and so their comments about each other it, it like it's these episodes that there's not necessarily like jokes and punchlines setups and punchlines but it's like this character is saying it and about this other character that he loves or likes or is great friends with and so it's it's just funnier it's it just feels right it feels funny it feels real uh in in this obviously you know non-real environment <laughs> but this episode um Again, wasn't spoiled for me. This is the episode where you see that via the the evidence of the videotape that Rachel probably wasn't going to go to the prom. And so Ross was working to get his dad's tuxedo to grab some flowers. He was going to save the day and take her to the prom. And this is all stuff that Rachel had never seen before, didn't know was happening. But now it's here on videotape. And... In that moment where she sees that and Ross is trying to leave the apartment, he's embarrassed by it. Um, she gets over everything else that had been a problem before and gives him a big kiss. And they are together for a while after that. And it's a very touching moment because then I've heard you say this before because you weren't expecting it. And I, I don't know if Didn't, it was episode. That episode. It just it was. Yeah, that episode was all about a, a flashback. You know, it was always it was all about that. Nothing about Ross and Rachel. We have already through this part of the season, we had already gotten comfortable with the fact that they weren't together and probably weren't going to be. And that was OK, because we all still really like the show and these characters. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a, it's a sincere moment. There's a moment of all of them kind of witnessing Ross and Rachel coming together. And again, because it was this surprise. Yeah. Like you just said, it feels like it should work. By the way. How old would you say they are at this point? Like, how old is Rachel? 14, 15. I'm sorry, in, in the real time of the show. Um, what are they? Like, they're 28? So, prom still has this mythical impact on Rachel. This event from maybe 10 years prior, 9 years prior, where she almost didn't, but still wound up going to the prom. She's that touched by a gesture that a freshman in college because that's i guess what ross was was gonna go with her like that somehow shifts her mind well you're 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 singling this out as like one event i mean think about the fact that they've had their ups and downs they were almost together and and now they're friends you know there's all that and this is an event that you know hurt her i could imagine feeling like you were going to be stood up for the prom i mean it was harsh it was so harsh, Tim. Um, <laughs> so you can imagine that, yeah, it would linger with her. And But then to see something she'd never seen before, mm-hmm. that during her time of you know extreme disappointment, um, somebody in her life who has since become closer to her than he was even at that time, she didn't realize, oh, he had a crush on me that whole time? Wow, that's amazing. Maybe I'll talk to him and we'll we'll go out it wasn't just a crush it was like look he was going to try and save your knight mm-hmm. he was going to be your knight in shining armor that's um, so i could romantic. i could totally see that happening. still young so it makes sense yeah and yeah. it is sweet and that it was a nice moment and they're together for a good season maybe because that's not even the maybe end of even season longer two yet and they go into season three maybe even longer and it's they're an enjoyable couple you're seeing them at the start of the couple and i think the show 
again, they're throwing a lot of things at you because there's six characters and you're following each of them. I think Monica had her storylines of, 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 of dating and Chandler had his. I mean, everyone has dating storylines, I guess. But it's still yeah. enjoyable. And I think the show was smart. The writers were smart and, and, and pacing it because once Ross and Rachel started to settle into the relationship, like there was a lot of fun in them starting out and struggling with it and figuring it out and, and all these, you know, just, again, typical sitcom tropes, but done well, that once the relationship was maybe becoming too, was just becoming constant, they shook it up again and they broke them up. They broke mm-hmm. them up a second time, which is where the famous We Were on a Break comes from, I believe, because he ends up sleeping with um, a girl from a copy shop, C-O-P-Y, I think. Yeah. And I'm going to I'm gonna hate myself for, for not remembering her name. I, 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 should, I, I should remember her name. But yes, it's the copy girl, yes. and I can't remember her name. I can't either, but Ugh. I feel like that breakup sets up some of the funniest – well-earned tension and also emotion that that show ever had because after that breakup they're at each other's throats for a while and they have a reason to yeah and what was interesting about that is again an ensemble circle of friends how interesting to see the thing where everyone's impacted like there's an amazing episode after they break up and i think it's after that breakup unless they broke it up multiple times i'm losing track where like Rachel wants to make a plan, Ross wants to make a plan, and everyone's kind of torn by what do we do, who do we check with, what are the rules for this? And again, everyone's involved. You don't know what the outcome is. You don't have to know what the outcome is because it's something you can relate to, and all these characters are able to participate in the story. And they were broken up, and I think it was such a good use of getting them together, broken up, and then they all go on with their lives. And there's some struggles like Ross gets engaged, but then he's still pining for Rachel. It goes back and forth and it's fun. And you don't know because like the Ross engagement, yes, it was hurried. It was rushed, but it felt real enough, you know, like it could happen. I think it did happen. They still get married. So all these plots were allowed to keep going because there wasn't the guarantee or the need to think that they had to be a couple. In fact, they work better when they've just broken up than as a couple, I think. Yeah, and then the I would agree. The moments they shared where they connected were always sweet and endearing. And I think, as for myself, watching it, those were important moments because I wasn't it wasn't connecting yet. We we constantly talk in this fucking show about how I just was always attracted to anyone who was my friend and how I used them to create these <laughs> scenarios. And I wish you know I was getting that from TV and movies and something inside of myself as well. But you know I I wish on these particular friend episodes that I was tapping into the fact that. They're friends now. And these sweet moments between Ross and Rachel are because of the friendship. And right. maybe not this relationship. And I wish I had realized that a little, but you know, it's not that I need to base my life around these shows, but that definitely influences it. But all of that is is enjoyable. It's and you're I felt more invested in it. Because again, it wasn't like we have to get these two together. We can see what happens if they don't get together. We can see what happens in their lives and their other characters' lives. Yeah. And I think the show benefited because there was this slight unknown uncertainty that made the idea of them possibly getting back together even more interesting because, as the characters demonstrated, the pursuit was always more interested than interesting than the relationship. And then the start of the relationship was always more interesting than the stability of the relationship. So why not have the hope of something happening but not know? 
and the show managed to maintain that for a good number of seasons, partly because they gave us Chandler and Monica, who were an unexpected coupling, I think even for the writers, and it was a natural progression, and then they got together, and I was never quite sure if that would last or not. The writers weren't sure if it would last or not, but the fans liked it enough that it became an organic coupling, and they ended up spending most of this, more than half of the series together as a couple. And that felt real, and that was fine, and it made Chandler a slightly more boring character, but it was fine, <laughs> because it was unexpected. Yeah, and and it was unexpected, and like you said, it, it felt natural. It felt like the right progression for these characters. Do you think that the fact that now, at the, the back half of the, the run of the series, now that we have a couple in the series, a good couple, a stable couple, sure, they had some wacky episodes, <laughs> uh, but generally they were a stable couple, um, do you think that diminished the Ross Rachel storyline? It definitely, they kept relying on it. They kept going back. Well, they would always go back to it, but I, and maybe it was just because it was going back to it, but, but, but more so I think maybe because you had uh, a couple now, a successful couple in the series that the Ross and Rachel stuff sort of took a backseat to that. Uh, for a time. It became redundant, and even, I think. It's like, we don't want to see another I, couple of friends get together, do we? Right. And then if that happens, doesn't that mean Joey and Phoebe have to get together? And that's that's the thing. that I, I Yes, I, I think it impacted that. I think the choice to put Monica and Chandler together was a great creative choice because it really was out of the blue, not paced that way, but also made sense. Like that season where they first sleep together, it's the end of the fourth season, I think. It starts uh-huh. with Chandler expressing interest in... Monica and Monica saying, no, you're always just going to be the That's guy right. who peed on me because of the whole starfish stinging him thing. And the season right. before that, they do an episode, and we talked about it on the Binge of Podcast episode, where they show what it was like a couple years prior when they were younger. And we see Monica and Chandler almost hook up, but they don't. Right. And it's an episode where all the characters almost hook up, so we kind of pass that off as, okay, that that was that structure. But it's it's planted in there enough that, it, it again, it felt organic. So I think having that happen and having that work, yeah, probably almost threw a wrench in whatever they were playing. Because I would imagine they always thought Ross and Rachel would get together in the end. That does seem to be what they fell back on anyways. Yeah, I can't imagine that they never that, that there was ever a consideration that they wouldn't. See, and this is where... You know, I mean, I almost feel like the 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 that ending was a foregone conclusion however many seasons the show went um whatever back and forth was going on during their relationships whenever this series got canceled it was going to end with them together well here's the thing it almost didn't first of all um when this explain yourself the episode is the finale of what season is it? Again, it's a 2001 episode, the finale of, of the, that season. So I know we're breaking our rules to talk about it, but... You and I can talk about this, but we're going to have to bleep it out for the okay. listeners at home. In 14, or and I already fucked that joke <laughs> up, sorry. The one where Chandler and Monica proposed to each other, there was a possibility that that was going to be the finale. They were in some contract negotiations or something. So they structured it in a way that at least it would be rewarding. Oh. And... I did not really. So, and in that. that, it's like there's no Ross and Rachel in that episode. Ross is barely in that episode. And there's no question. Like, I don't think there was anything, 
even though that must be around the time that he got her pregnant because she's pregnant. No, it's the end of the next season at the wedding. So, yeah. So they could have ended it at that point. I think Monica and Chandler were the premier characters on the show as a couple. So I feel like and it would have felt natural to have them be the couple. I would have liked to have seen the show go to an end where they weren't together. Oh, sure. Because, and I think that I think they were constantly experimenting with that. Like, I don't think they were necessarily set in their way. I guess you're right. It, it, you said foregone conclusion, which made me laugh because of the band from The Office. But I do feel like that's the assumption. Everyone's like, oh, they'll get together. But I feel like they toyed with it so much. They pushed them away. They kept them in different directions. They they had the whole Rachel and Joey relationship, which I feel like they were trying that out, like legitimately. And that was an interesting route to go because. You're invested in all yeah. those characters. No one's really the bad guy or bad gal in that. I think if they had done what what could have happened there, if if the series had ended at the end of season, what was it, maybe five or That's six? Like seven, six or seven, yeah. That was seven? I think, um, so. I think that the storylines and the progressions and the arcs to that point all felt pretty natural and pretty real. Um, and if it had ended with them apart, but... Monica and and uh, Chandler together, that would have felt fine. I think that would have been good. I think once you go another season and another season beyond that, um, and things are stretched to you know, oh now they're adding this aspect and the this wacky episode, and now she's pregnant with uh, gets a little you know, um, the they're it's not as uh, it doesn't flow as well. I think it doesn't progress as well, and I think they're just stretching out the series because people like it. Sure, and I, I'm not saying I hated those episodes, but clearly it wasn't. It didn't have the same um, the same appeal as as those earlier seasons, and so I think at that point, that's when I think at that point you can't end it any other way. You have to satisfy everybody and, and put them together. I think earlier, I think you're right. I think it would have been okay if it had ended earlier season six, season seven without them together, I feel like that would have felt fine because you're saying it didn't work because they had to put them together. The moment it stopped being about, and I keep saying throughout this very consciously, this ensemble of friends, the moment it became about romantic couples that changes the dynamic of the show and to have one be successful, you can do it once. That's Monica and Chandler's. And maybe that should have been the end. Cause I did not enjoy seeing them married you know, they became dull characters to me after yeah. they got married. But yeah. I don't know. I think it ruins. I think the show set out to be something else. And you can read interviews with the creators. And originally when they were putting it together, they thought, well, Monica and Joey will hook up, won't they? There'll be some sexual tension there. And there wasn't. And they're, you know, they play on it on it in a flashback episode. But I think they were open to all these ideas because when it started, it was about friends. And I think. The show did some accelerated, you know, the way the friend circles work. I guess they accelerated a little bit, but Rachel's getting pregnant. Rachel looking for a, a, a bigger job, and then ultimately Rachel finding one overseas. I mean, these are, a, this is a good story arc for her. It is her finding her own way and doing things on her own. I think the fact that she was raising her daughter by herself was a big deal for her and for the show, and, and I feel like follow that you know, and that's why there was a part of me that thought, well, maybe they won't get together because I would not have minded a finale where she leaves 
you know, or Ross does all the things he was doing anyways, but she still goes, you know, and there would be like mm. maybe some touching voicemail message or you cut forward a few years and he's visiting. Like there'd be something I'm sure because you, you want to give the audience something, but how you much s- more you rewarding? say that now? I, I think you're saying that now removed from it, but I think in that, in that moment of watching this beloved series come to an end, I think in that moment, if, if they didn't, if they hadn't gotten together, that would have uh, disappointed you. I, I think. Don't know if it would have dis- I think it would have disappointed a lot of people. Maybe not you. Maybe not you. I mean, it definitely You're- played on an expectation. I mean, it played on this thing that we want them together and we think they're going to be together. But remember when we wanted them together and they were broken up? Remember when we wanted them together and they didn't know it yet? Like those were always the more interesting episodes. True, but you knew that there was going to be an, an episode to follow that and an episode to follow that. This is your last episode. This is your last chance. And whatever happens in this episode, you presume is going to be what their life is like. And so that's why I think it ha- you weren't going to have any other uh, conclusion but them being any together. Any other foregone conclusion? Why not Indeed. indulge the fact that her life is still a good life? She has a child. She's raising a child. She has the job she wants. She's making it for her world. She has said her goodbyes. This is a very touching episode where she's saying her goodbye to all her friends. Um, except for Ross, I think. I think that's when they sleep together again or something. I forget exactly how it happens, but it's like, why not let that be? Because then they're still friends. When she says goodbye to those friends, they're still friends. That's the show. And then maybe Ross learns something. Like, you know, he realizes that whatever they had, there was value to this friendship. They still have this friendship. There are episodes where they dealt with that, and it was very touching. There are some times I liked Ross. And I think there were some episodes after they would break up where he would do something for her and it was touching because he was still her friend, you know, and it was still up in the air because those things seem manipulated when you're like, Oh, they're just going to get together. So he's doing this to win her back when it's open-ended. There's still this idea that, well, he genuinely likes her and cares for her and she genuinely feels for him and cares for him. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know how it would have turned out, but, I feel like that episode ended with Joey and Chandler saying goodbye to each other. And that was a very meaningful goodbye. You know, when Chandler's moving out, that was the most touching moment to me of that show, of that finale. And that, that worked. And I didn't know where that was going, but knowing, I don't know. I just feel like given the show as a whole, knowing they're going to be a couple, because I don't think I always knew that's how it was going to end. Like these episodes we're talking about from the earlier seasons that we were enjoying, I wasn't thinking like, of course, they'll get back together because we had seen it happen and then we had seen it fail. The show gave us options for that. And those episodes, I think, work so well. Like even the the wedding in England, like I was like, he's getting married. Part of me was like, is he off the show? Is this David Schwimmer getting off the show? And then you were hoping not hoping because I think I still enjoyed him at the time. (laughs) But in that, you know, it was the finale to season four. And he says Rachel's name instead of his wife's name when when he's doing the vows. And then we cut on that. And when we came back to, you know, for the following season, I thought, okay, well, that's how that's going to be. But he still marries her. I'm like, oh, he went through with it. And even though it only went for like five or six episodes, I'm like, he still went through with the marriage. This is interesting. There's the possibility that they're going to stay together. There's the possibility he's going to move. There's the, you know, like I liked seeing all those tensions because it was a dynamic to this group of friends and maybe it was a little bit of force like because i guess somewhere in my mind i could have you know i knew how shows work 
but not knowing and not having to have them get back together just allowed for allowed me to be more engaged in the stories because I feel like that the finale to friends is a pretty manipulated finale. I think, whereas he, where he, yeah, absolutely. But the other times it didn't feel that way. No, because yeah, the other times it, it, it's, it's new enough and ongoing and, and progressing to the point where anything could happen. I think after 10 years, 10 seasons, of so many different scenarios and so many different um, possibilities and it all kind of comes back. I, I just, yeah, I just keep coming back to the, to the fact that I just think if you didn't do that, cause they're not just servicing, the writers aren't just servicing these characters. I mean, everything you're saying is great. It would be great to see Rachel find her own way. That, that was the whole point of her story uh, and to go off and do it. That would have been fabulous, but they're also servicing the audience that has been with the show for, for 10 season and has made the show a number one hit for years and years and years. Um, not near the end of the run, but it was still a number it, one hit in its last season. Was it number one? I think so. Well, wow. Research Good that, for but... it. Yeah. But um, so, and, and like you're saying, you know how TV shows work after that long i i think yes early on it could have gone either way and we would have accepted it and felt good about it it would have been natural and, and felt right but i think by this point it's just what you were expecting and they even tack it on i think it's not like this the last half of the series last half of that season was about them coming back together it felt very tacked on at the end so it's not a good ending like, and here's what i'm going to say it's not great. did you ever see the last no. episode of cheers um, I, I did see the last episode of Cheers. I haven't seen it enough to know it by heart. The last episode of Cheers, because we were talking earlier about Sam and Diane, the will they or won't they. Yes, she left the show. The finale, Diane comes back, comes back to the show. It's like an hour and a half episode, comes back into Sam's life, and they decide they're going to get married, and they get on a plane. And they're all set to take off to go get married, and they have second thoughts. And it's a pretty funny scene how it plays out and Sam ends up leaving and he comes back to the bar and he and and so he and Diane are done. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Yes, she left the show. Maybe that's why. Totally makes sense for that. That's but it works. And I I feel like when she came back. Yeah. But a lot of people wanted to see them together. It's Sam and Diane. Shouldn't they be together? But it it was an engaging story. Not something that we knew was going to happen because she had left the show. So that was kind of off of our minds. Maybe so. Maybe tack down a little bit like the Friends one. So maybe this isn't the strongest metaphor. I just feel like you can do it. I just think because you can do it, but I think they're servicing but I think the that's fans. A different... So if we know it's going to happen, and I guess this is like with any romantic comedy, like do they really work if we know that the people are getting together at the end? Doesn't that dampen the impact of any romantic comedy? When we talked about when Harry met Sally, I think we've talked about this. I think. You have that suspension of not. I guess you wouldn't call it a suspension of disbelief, but I think it's more of because you know they're going to get together. It's about how they get together. Yeah, but you just said so, like they so weren't getting why... together in that final season. So doesn't that just seem like the wrong way to have gone? Um, pro- probably if you were trying to make a a, a smarter, more impactful. Um, uh, impression and a more impactful s- series finale. Yes. And I think that's what cheers did. 
I think that's a smarter show. I think that's if if uh, popularity wise, maybe Friends is is the bigger show, but I think Cheers is the better show. Um, I'd have to go back and watch because I. We were the audience for Friends. Look how it hit us. It was smart. We could compact it. Like it yeah, wasn't smart. I'm not though. saying. Uh, yeah, but I I think, I think you would say that Cheers was was on a quality level, a, a little bit above Friends, and so it doesn't surprise me that that Cheers took that different route, took a different path with the the ending, and didn't put them together. Um. As, and it made sense too, because like you said, she hadn't been on the show. Maybe she'd come back for a couple guest spots here and there. Um, and I'm not trying to diminish friends at all. I love friends. Um, but because of what it was and because there wasn't any portion of time where Rachel wasn't on the series, um, it wasn't to me. It's not a spoiler that they got together. Okay. That was going to be at the question. end. It's not then like if you knew no. that, it you is, knew that it, from the start of the show, they will get together. I knew that from the pilot. Now, that was my assumption at the in, in the pilot. But like you're saying, I agree with you. There are stages in the run of the series where I didn't know it anymore. I wasn't sure. Um, five, six, and seven. But then eight, nine, and into ten, the, the, they weren't going to end it any other way. Which spoils the impact, think, though, doesn't it? Spoils the narrative. It does. I mean, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. All right. I have another spoiler actually to share. Uh, Joey gets a spinoff. <laughs> Which spoils the good name of Tribbiani. <laughs> and we'll be talking about all 32 episodes of Joey. <laughs> um, yeah, he does. He did. <laughs> well, is that the show? Is that all we can say about this? That's the show. That's um, that, That's a lot. I think we I said think a so. lot about that. I don't know. what What's... What's a TV couple you enjoy? I know there are plenty of shows that build themselves around coupling. What's what's a what's a believable build of a relationship in, in a sitcom from the '80s or '90s that you watched where you were happy to see the characters in? Or drama. drama? Were there dramas in the '80s? There were medical ones, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Dra- there are dramas and dramas. You know, if there's a show you can remember where you were happy to watch the characters evolve into a relationship, why don't you drop us a line about that? You can go to twentypopcast.com. There's a section called Pop Talk. Just just click on that and type in just the name of the show and a little memory about that, and we'll we'll try to talk about that on a future episode about our past. Huh? That was bad. Just shit. That was really bad. Uh, but yes, 20podcast.com. That's the website. You can also find links to subscribe to the show there, to like us on Facebook, and to follow me on Twitter at Subcultist. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at RH Canning. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely reach out. We're excited to hear from each and every two of you. So that was 1994 in a matter of five weeks, one of which was a silent week. Uh, next week, I don't know where we're going. I mean, I know where we're going. We record this in the same place, but I don't know time-wise. You know, maybe we'll figure. We'll it figure out it out. Something. No spoilers, Tim. Don't tell me what it's gonna be. All right. Uh, catchphrase. Talk just a single muscle still can love a shoebox